Hi everybody, welcome along to episode 17 of the What Do We Know podcast with myself Jay and as always with me is Rob. How's it going? Notice I didn't say Mystic Jay there. Well you were going to be pulled up in it again if you did so I'm glad you didn't. I just decided I'd be sound and, and not, pi- <laughs> not piss you off in the intro anyway. Probably piss you off a bit later on but sure however. I will see. Um, so nine Wouldn't games. Wouldn't be unlike you would it? True. Um... <laughs> Nine games to review with 22 games uh, goals overall. Arsenal keep their run going. Leeds and Watford get some vital points. And the GOAT, Cristiano Ronaldo, silences his critics. I've made an executive an executive decision and that's where we're going to start today. Grand, but I don't mind that too much because Ronaldo was that good. He pulled Tom Brady out of retirement. So yeah. <laughs> the, there, there must have been something magic going on. Well, was it Ronaldo or was it... Uh, I've seen a thing that... I think Paddy Power put it up saying that the match was that bad that Tom Brady was looking at it thinking, these guys are professionals. So if, if they're still playing, <laughs> yeah. I have another 10 years left in me. So Yeah, I saw something similar going, Brady's come out of retirement after watching Ronaldo. If he'd gone to watch Messi, he'd be buying a, a house in the back of nowhere just to stay away from the world for a while. <laughs> but yeah, good game. Good game. Yeah, not, not bad at all. Uh, Ronaldo was rolling back the years. Yeah, and a good attacking performance from United. Very good attacking performance. Yeah. They looked composed. They looked they looked threatening, which they haven't done for a while. In part, I'd say. Okay, yeah, uh, fair enough. Overall, like I wouldn't be getting carried away with Ronaldo's hat-trick. It was brilliant. No, no question about it. But overall, United still probably weren't brilliant. But they were... Yeah. Going forward, though, in spells, they were very good, like like you said. Yeah, I mean, three three goals from Ronaldo. The first was an absolute cracker. All credit to him. Second, Sancho made with a cracking run and, and a great ball across. And the third was a free header at the back post. You can't leave Ronaldo that kind of space yeah. for a header. It's it's criminal. like. The f- and then the Tellus handball for the Peno. I'm undecided whether it was harsh or not. The way his, his body was moving, his hand was just yeah. out in front of him. He was... It's... There was a lot going on. I'm look. It, it probably was a penalty given the the rule and all that, but I just think it might have been a little bit harsh. No, I think it was obviously as a United fan. I think you know I I, I had no complaints. The minute I seen it, I was like, yeah, it's a penalty. But I do see yeah. how how it could be construed as being a Real bit harsh time. because of the way his yeah. angle. It's not. It's not probably. Yeah, he's not looking at the ball yeah, when, it's not when a, the ball hits his hand. But it's not a really unnatural angle, but sli- probably slightly unnatural. Yeah, you see that when it's slowed down, not when it's at full speed. If if at full speed it was a nailed on penal. When it's slowed down, you see his head turn away, his arm is kind of moving out. It does look much more natural slowed down, yeah. but still harsh but probably fair. Um and then the the legend that is Harry Maguire for all the wrong reasons. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I mean the the attacker was offside. He did. He yeah. fair enough. He probably need, should have got something on it, but he needs to be better. Like, well, there's two. Again, he wasn't. There's two he ways of looking at it. Like, and I don't know if it's being overcritical of him because of recent times that maybe he should have been more aware of of his whereabouts that he knew the player was offside and let it go across. But then at the same time, you should never just let a ball go across to face your goal, regardless. Yeah. So I, I think. Looking on it a, a couple of times, I think he probably should have tried to get to it, but he's just his positioning was wrong. Then he was too slow yeah. to get to it, uh, like so. 
I think awareness is a good way of putting that. He just doesn't have awareness yeah. of what's going on around him. He's he's he seems to be relatively okay when he has space and the ball at his feet. Now he does put players under pressure an awful lot, like you were saying last week, giving a ball away to another player, but basically going, My job's done, yeah. hands up, I didn't lose it, that's grand. But he's just he doesn't have the awareness. He's I don't he's just not good enough. A hundred percent. That's 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 it in a nutshell. There's no there's no point even going on about it anymore we've discussed it loads no. and at the end of the day it's just he's not good enough that, that's basically no. it like a former teammate of his came out this week on on, a, on an interview I can't remember who it was but basically said I played with him a couple of years ago with X club whatever it was and he does not have the mentality he does not have the ability he is not captain material yeah and it's hit the nail on the head if teammates are saying that about him the club has to do something absolutely I think he'll obviously see out the season as captain. I think whether Ronaldo's there next year or not, uh, there'll be a change in captaincy. Um, yeah, there might even be a change in the main, the yeah, the main centre, depending on what <laughs> yeah. manager comes in or, or or whatever. But I can't see him at the very least. He won't be the captain next next season. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, even in the Premier League, there's multiple options that could do a do, do a job there that are better than ah, Maguire. Yeah. They're, it's 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 ridiculous to think that United spent that kind of money on a player who's just not performing week in week yeah. out and will not be dropped. I'd go I'd go as far as saying that nearly every club in the Premier League has one defender better than Harry Maguire. Yeah, but look, <laughs> if for in the off season, if we if we're still doing uh, episodes, we might take a look at that. And yeah, have to pick yeah. one the, of the nineteen teams left. We we'll pick one defender each that we think would would knock Maguire out of that United starting <laughs> squad. Um, but I have to mention, we said it before, and Fred came out himself and said something similar recently. When Fred just gets down and does his own job, rather than thinking he's posh gold or something, he doesn't do yeah. a half bad job. I was going to say something similar. He definitely deserves a mention. Obviously, Ronaldo yeah. gets, For gets all the praise, but now Fred was very yeah. good, and Sancho as yeah. well has kicked Sancho, on with, yeah. with his recent form. Uh, other than that, there's no real standouts. But them, them three were the no. the ones that that really... Put put the yeah, put the the lights on and went went for it and it deserved a win then. Definitely, but we said a good few good few weeks going out this stage that if Fred just got the ball down and stopped trying to play the thirty five yard diagonal ball, get in, do the dirty work, get the tackle done, wrap out a five yard pass. That's all he needs yeah. to do. He he can be successful in his position at that job. He came out recently and said something along the lines of, "I'm not the most tec- technical player, um, but." Something it was weird, it was something along the lines of someone has to carry the piano so the better players can play. And while it's a weird sentiment, it makes sense. He's not the most technically gifted, but he when he gets down and does the job he's supposed to do and does it as well as he did against Spurs, fair enough, they still conceded twice. The second goal being nothing to do with him, the first goal being Tellez as well. He does a good job, he does what he's supposed to do, and he he gives you confidence there that he might be the right man going forward, but he needs to do it more than once every 10 games. I think he. I think he plays better with Matic as much as Matic actually irritates me. But I think Fred plays better um, when Matic is there. But Matic won't play every game anyway. So he, maybe he, yeah, he does He does need a, maybe a, a better partner than McTominay. Though, and, but I'm saying that I do like McTominay. So, but yeah, he, He's more of the attacking side of the yeah. defensive midfield than well, he, Matic. He definitely, has, so. he definitely has ability. And I've touched on it as well before that I think he gets too much criticism. Yeah, he has made mistakes and 
gets criticised for them, and rightly so. But overall, I don't think he's been one of the. I think he's been probably. I know it's not. Doesn't make him any better, or anything, but he's probably been, as a whole this season, has been above average, as opposed to a lot of the other players have been below average. You know, but. Above average, to be honest with you, for United is not oh, what geez. you're looking for. No, Fair, that's I, my point. I get what you mean. That's but. exactly what I'm saying. But, <laughs> because I'm not going to go say, oh, he's been brilliant because if that was the case, we'd be fucking challenging for titles or, or whatever if, if he was that good. But I just think, as I said before, he's not been near the some of the worst players we've had this this season so far. But yeah, he gets, no, the, he gets criticism as if he has been, you know. Like you said, he needs to do a job. Yeah. He needs to know what his job is and do that job. And once he does that, he's going to be fine. But it's just a matter of making sure that he doesn't overestimate himself. Yeah. But anyway, before we... Uh, I said Fred deserved a mention. Uh, all right, go. He deserved a mention. But my God. The rant. No rant at all. I'm just going to go <laughs> on and, and show more, more of my undying love for the main man, Ronaldo. My God. He's another player who got criticised and... I don't think rightly. Yeah, he's not the, the Ronaldo of old, but without and that's not our fault this time. Yeah, yeah, but without without <laughs> him, United would be way way worse than than where they are now. And he came out. He had a he had a, a point to prove in this game. Obviously, a cracker of a hat trick. The first goal, reminiscent of that goal against Porto in the Champions League, albeit that was about forty. 40 odd yards out. Yeah, it's been 20 yards further this out. This one obviously yeah. a bit closer, but just the way it went straight in. Uh, like you said, the, the second goal, good play, a tap in, and then the header. Bad defending, but just the, yeah. the, the headers like he gets. around them and nobody jumped But the him. way he yeah. just the, never takes his eye off the ball. It's just unreal at the headers. And it was like the one, remember he scored against Ireland. Um, in the yeah, qualifiers, we yeah, he just keep the leaps up eye oh. on the ball, and then the placement of the header as well is just yeah, unreal. There was no keeper getting to that. Yeah. But yeah, the United had ten shots overall. Eight of them were from Ronaldo. They had six shots on target. Four of them were from Ronaldo. So he was the the definitely the main no. man. Well, then here's a question for you: Is that a good thing or a bad thing if he might not be there next season? Ah, uh, sure. Whoever comes in will be that person then. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you get Haaland, I don't know if we're going to get that kind of. Output. Ah, look, that's one game. He hasn't had stats like that all season. You know, there's yeah. plenty of games he hasn't even had a single shot. Never mind having uh, eight. You know, so yeah. But it was good as a United fan. Like it was just good to see that kind of trip down memory lane almost, or that that's what you wanted. Yeah. As much as we knew he wasn't going to be like that week in week out, it was just it was good to see and. In such a big game as well, where they needed a win to to have any hope of top four, you know. Well, from a podcast point of view as well, it's nice to see you in better form about United yeah. for a change. No, no rants. We just spent twenty minutes talking about them, but sure. Yeah. Before we do move on past it, though, I just want to say a stat I seen today. United's um, when they're winning a half time in at, at Old Trafford in Premier League history. I saw that three hundred and one games. Two seven two hundred seventy eight won, twenty three drawn and zero lost. Now that is that's an unbelievable. That is unreal. In fairness, yeah, absolute madness. Yeah. So hopefully you can keep that form going and they'll pip Arsenal to fourth spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with them with all the games on hand, yeah, yeah. looking sideways at Chelsea, hoping a they point, slip up. A point ahead, 
uh, or a point behind Arsenal, and Arsenal have three games in hand. It's uh, yeah, and even that win, although they beat Spurs, obviously puts them five points ahead of Spurs. But Spurs still have two games in hand, so could yeah. overtake them. Although you wouldn't be confident in Spurs winning their two games in hand. Not with Spurs. You you just don't know what you're getting with Spurs, yeah. to be honest. And even though that was a good performance on the weekend against United. They could have won, or they could have conceded six. Yeah. You know, they just you just don't know what's going to happen with them. But the game itself, I think, shows why these teams are where they are because they're just so inconsistent. Yeah, you know, they get like it could have gone either way still, and you're seeing the good and the bad of both of them defensively and attacking and, and everything. So, but luckily, it went in yeah. United's favor. Spurs being world beaters one week and the following week can't be a five aside yeah, team. They just exactly. you just don't know what's going on with them. There'll be plenty more uh, shocks and ups and downs in, in that race anyway, but we shall move oh, on. I'd say so. And yeah. we go on to your first 60-second summary. Who have you got? Yeah. I'm going with Chelsea and Newcastle. And I'm not really talking much about football. Fair enough. Whenever you're ready then. Right. So the richest club in world football took on the team most recently embroiled in controversy with sanctions imposed on the club on the club's actions. This being a headline that could have swapped the club's financial positions and situations it had been written 10 years ago or more. Chelsea were unaffected by the ban on ticket sales for this fixture as the sanctions came into place after match tickets had been sold. Newcastle had been a rich vein of form and along with Liverpool were the last two unbeaten Premier League sides in 2022. This newfound confidence showed in spades as they didn't seem overmatched by a team over 10 places above them in the league. The two main points from an uneventful first half were a possible red card for Kai Havertz who led with his elbow for a header catching Dan Byrne in the face and was met with a yellow card controversially and a Newcastle free kick just before half time was cleared as far as Almiron who struck a cracking volley at Mendes, or Mendy who matched the strike with an equally good save. Newcastle might have been hard done by in the second half when Murphy turned Chaloba inside out and seemed to be dragged down by the young Chelsea defender but a corner was all they were awarded. But the magical moment of the game came after a phenomenal Jorginho ball over the top, met Havertz run perfectly, a fantastic first touch, killed the ball, and a second touch pushed past the Bravka, 1-0, finished. Okay, only about 10 seconds over, over there, not, not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, it was a bit harsh on Newcastle. Definitely, they were... They were now look, I think the stats said they had something like twenty two percent or twenty three percent possession. They were they were completely out possessed, but weren't outplayed. Yeah. If that makes sense, they had a couple of opportunities where they could have could have nicked something like that. Almiron strike was something else, uh, but Havertz the, the the ball from Jorginho, like they played around the midfield. Jorginho, Rudiger, Jorginho, then a ball over the top, and Havertz's touch, his first touch was magic, and yeah. then just just pushed it past. No, it was beautiful. It was it on that decent win for Chelsea, obviously, who were clinging on to third place. So that was a, a yeah, with all the shit going on, talk of Tuchel possibly leaving, Abramovich being sanctioned yeah. with his ties to Russia and all that. So yeah, there. I think I saw somewhere that it's it costs something like twenty eight million quid a month to pay the wages in Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know what's going. It's so they happen. don't have long. Yeah, it's yeah. Even little things like. They're, they're talking now about paying for the the plane to for their Champions yeah. League game in Lille, like because how, how are they getting with like twenty grand? Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens or how long his assets get frozen for or, or whatever. Yeah. But but yeah, it's it's not looking good at the moment. No, definitely not, and rightly so. To be fair, hundred percent. Whatever's going on in Russia and oh, Ukraine, yeah. but I mean, it's it's 
we've said this before, the fans are the lifeblood of these teams and it's Chelsea fans who are suffering this not being able to buy buy merchandise, yeah. being able to um being able to buy tickets to matches, um which as far as I'm aware, it doesn't massively contribute to Abramovich's wealth, but still contributes, yeah. so it has to be sanctioned. Yeah, yeah. no, like it, like that. It's not it's not fair to punish the fans, all right. But um, yeah. one thing I'll just say on it, and it's not very often I would agree with Jurgen Klopp, but he did come out and say when he was asked about the whole situation, he was like, nobody asked the question when Abramovich took over. You know, there's yeah, no problem. There's no problem him bringing all that money into the country then. But now exactly. they want to, you know, so it was kind of like and they knew, enough, but... they knew. He, he talks about um, Putin as a father-son relationship, yeah. apparently. So it's they knew he was associated with him, and they like they do this duty of care investigation, I suppose, to make sure that the the new owner is fit for the league, and didn't find out in there. So the mo- money speaks louder sometimes, yeah. and it it did in this occasion, I think. But it might be coming back to to bite them a little bit now. Definitely. Sure, we'll watch this space and we'll move on then to the next game we're going to look at, and it's Leeds against Norwich. Relegation six pointer, big time. Leeds should have had five. Ah, it's, this game should have been over half time. <laughs> Jesus, it's been the story of Leeds. They made hard game. work, like, of it. yeah. Even, even with Bielsa when they were on their tough run there, they were still having loads of chances, they just weren't taking them. But especially now in the, the three games that Jesse Marsh has had, um. They seem to be creating a lot of chances, just not taking them. And yeah, they're and they seem more solid at the back. I think. Yeah. And now we know it was only Norwich, but they're not. They're not giving up as many opportunities. Yeah, no, they go. do. They, they, he's definitely made a bit of a difference. All right. Um, but it nearly was a disaster. Obviously, finished two one, one nil for, for so long and missing all them chances, yeah. and it just I had that written all over that Norwich were going to get the goal. Ah. Uh. It's like watching Ireland. Yeah. Um, you go up early, you're shitting yourself for the rest of the game. Like they hit the bar, I think, three, four times. Rafinha hit it twice. I think Rafinha hit it twice on his own, yeah. Yeah, I think Rodrigo hit it once as well, scoring. Dan James obviously Shriek had should it. should have had a goal at the back post as well. Yeah. Chipped it over the bar Dan, after, Dan second, James after had it was saved. Dan James had a goal ruled out for offside, and it rightly so, but yeah. it was just, they were just creating all the chances. Then even the, the Peno incident, uh, when we're ailing, and... You thought it was gonna be given, and for the first time, I think in VAR history, actually, the ref went to the to the sideline to have a look at the monitor and actually stuck with his yeah. decision. His on yeah, didn't yeah. change his mind, so so they were they were riding their luck, and then of course Pookie squares the ball in uh, to Kenny McLean, who taps in there at one all the ninety fourth minute, and you're thinking, yeah. oh, they've bottled it. Here we go, trouble yeah. going down. Gellert, he can't be overstated how well he played in that in that in that just sequence of play, getting the header yeah. on, making the run, and and being on the end of the it. determination Cracking to get work. to the header. Like, yeah, it was just a complete hoof up by by Meslier. Yeah, and the yeah. just it was just pure determination. Won the header and didn't stop. Kept going. Also, Rafinha uh, was very composed after taking it around. Um, the goalkeeper he could have easily tried to, yeah. to score from a, a tight angle but he pulled it back to Gellhart yeah. who had the open goal so right decision for the team and that's what you need at the time like this you Definitely. need lads that are playing for each other and it was 100% deserved yeah they've been unlucky they should have, they should have had more yeah no they've been unlucky very in recent, unlucky not to win a recent game yeah. so they, they got their the luck they deserved in this one yeah and they needed to the win then as because Watford, obviously, which we'll get on to, uh, did get a uh, surprise win. 
So it made the leads getting that win even more important then. So Definitely, yeah. And we've said it for a while now, but it's 100% goodbye to Norwich. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, they've been gone a couple... I'd say three, four weeks ago, we've been, we, we were right in saying that, yeah. and it's not going to change now. They're They're gone. But the other two positions are still very much up there. And I think it's Everton, Watford, Burnley and Leeds who are the four yeah. most possible candidates that are going to be it's kinda, fighting at, th- at those two it's positions. It's kind of whittling down to them now, whereas maybe two or three weeks ago you yeah. could have said had six or seven in it. But a few of them other teams have gotten a few wins to kind of probably yeah, and put the, enough of a gap up. The games in hand is what would be frightening me as a lead player yeah. at the minute. Yeah, well, they're just, Everton doesn't have three games in hand on them. Yeah, and they're only four points four behind points, them. Yeah, but sure, look, yeah, it's Burnley, Everton. <laughs> Burnley have two. That's true. But Burnley have two games in hand, and they're they're five points behind as well. So you're looking at two teams who could drag themselves out with the with the games difference rather than anything else. Yeah, well, so the other teams, it's, it's effectively it's in their own hands, isn't it? But yeah, but they're obviously not going to win all their remaining games, so there is going to be lots of ups and downs. Yeah, if, if you're looking at, at it as games in hand at the minute, Burnley and Everton are in the the best position. Um, Leeds and Watford have both played 29, so the other two teams have the ability and mathematically can pull themselves out yeah. and possibly stay ahead. So it's it's worrying times for, for Leeds at the minute. Well, it kind of, like you said, if you're looking at it from a games in hand point of view, obviously they're, they're favourites, but as it stands, I'd rather be in Leeds' position than, than Everton or Burnley's. See, I don't agree. I know what you're saying that they're higher on the t- on the table, but that means nothing when there's two games in hand. Like if if Everton got to play those two games this week, say for example, and won both of them, New or Leeds are in shit. Yeah, and but then if Burnley go and play their game in hand and win it, Leeds are in shit. Yeah, you know, I, no, I do get it, but I just think, especially down the bottom end of the table, these teams. Okay, fair enough. Newcastle went on an unbelievable run, but realistically, these teams don't don't win consecutively. You know, so. Yeah. I think if I was a Leeds fan, I'd be looking at everything's three games in hand thinking they might win one, a draw. We're still kind of in, in and around the same point system. You know, the same with Bourney. Don't think Bourney will win both their games in hand. So that's the way I'd be looking at it. But I do see your your point as well, you know. Yeah, now look, Everton's kind of next couple of games, they've, they've uh, Newcastle and Palace. Then they've got West Ham. United, yeah, Palace again, okay, no. Liverpool, Chelsea. Uh, so they've on, a, they've a, it's the top end of the table that are... Yeah. Hold on, what? <laughs> no, I was just saying we're going to move on to... Uh, the, speaking of Everton, we'll move on to the 60-second summary. And it's my one. Oh, yeah. And you will see why I yeah. was trying to stop you there as, uh, when <laughs> I finished this. But sure, however. Right, go on. <laughs> um, Okay, so Everton and Wolves. Everton have lost um, their last three. Wolves lost two of their last three. They say Everton's home form is decent, which will help them in the relegation battle. Wasn't the case this time. They lost 1-0. Everton started well, <laughs> had the first two chances of the game. Richarlison and Gray face, uh, forcing two decent saves from Sa. But then Wolves took control of the game, and the 49th minute, the Liverpool fan, Connor Cody, puts them 1-0 up. From a good header, Everton offered very little, and John Joe Kenny showed his frustration by getting two yellows in less than five minutes and getting sent off. That's pretty much it. Everton offered nothing. Everton are in the mud. I'm going to fill up the rest of the 60-second summary by naming Everton's April and May fixtures. 
West Ham away, Man okay. United home, Liverpool away, Chelsea at home, Leicester away, Brentford at home, and the final game of the season, season away to Arsenal. They are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nicely put. I can understand why you stopped yeah. me now. I was like, why is he's going to go through all these fixtures and have these in my summary? <laughs> I only had a 30-second, 60-second summary. What's going on? <laughs> but they have a horrendous run of games coming up. It's just... They really do. They really do. Again, that's why, um, looking at their games, if I was a Leeds fan, I'd be like, oh, I'm happy with the position I'm in right now, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Look, looking at it as who the games in hand are against rather than just having the games in hand. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. I can see your point there. Um, but yeah, Everton are in serious trouble. Wolves nice and comfortable and probably even thinking of pushing in seventh now, like very close to conference positions. For Europe, for playing Europe, European football next year. Ah, absolutely. That's that's the minimum they have to be looking at now is the yeah the Conference League. But they should be pushing for the Europa. Yeah, look, not not a huge amount extra to say about that. We might move on to uh, another game we're we're looking at. Yeah, we go with Arsenal Leicester next. Arsenal Leicester, yeah. Arsenal in flying form, two 0 win. Absolutely flying, yeah. I think you'd have to say they're up there with Liverpool and City for the the. the Informed teams form. at the moment, definitely. Yeah, I, I'd probably, do you know what? I'd probably put them above City. Liverpool are, are like we said, remember a couple of weeks we were saying the teams are wrecking out the wins, and then I think City lost to Spurs, wasn't it? Arsenal and, and Liverpool have been just quietly again yeah. going about the business. We said it about Arteta a couple of weeks ago that geez, they'd be in trouble now. I'd, I think if they hadn't kept him because he was obviously working towards yeah, this, yeah, no, they're definitely doing the right thing by, st- by sticking with it because they're, yeah. they're just. They're playing good football as well. It's not just like they're scraping wins here and there. They're comfortably winning, dominating them. Yeah. Um, and could be winning by more. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not conceding either. I saw a stat there. They've had 119 corners against them this season and haven't conceded once. Oh, really? Jesus. That's nearly as good as it was bad for United yeah, with 140-something yeah, exactly. that they hadn't scored from. <laughs> well, that shows he's doing. He's, he's looking at everything, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, in recent years, well, I say recent years, probably the last 10 years, Arsenal have been known for having defensive mistakes in them. And you can all They've been leaking shit. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's obviously looking at that, and, and that, the stats don't lie. So that's showing the, that he's working hard, and it's getting the results out of it. Exactly, and a few good signings. Like Kieran Trippier, not Kieran Trippier, um, Jesus, your man from Celtic. Tierney. Kieran Tierney, yeah. yeah. He's been a good sign. Now, he's been injured quite a bit, but I saw a question there that someone was asking on one of the, the Premier League pages. Ramsdale v Pickford for England for next year. At the minute, it has to be Ramsdale. Uh, 100%. Well, like you have... yeah, Not that it really should matter, but you have um, Pickford, who is in a team fighting relegation, and you have yeah. Ramsdale, who's in a team fighting for the the top three and, and helping them in that yeah. by making some good saves so even that alone should be enough but to, and to, he's not even being lauded that much for it he's keeping no. clean sheets he's making good saves he's he's keeping teams at bay and just quietly going about his business doing it well yeah. and he has to be in my opinion he's by far the better keeper yeah no I, I'd agree with that uh, well in saying that Pickford I don't think was ever brilliant no he still isn't yeah he still isn't um He's probably lucky enough there hasn't been much competition for him. Um, whereas now there there there's going to be anyway. So 
we'll see. Although in saying that, I think Gareth Southgate has a soft spot for for Pickford. So, but you never know. But he made a, yeah. another good save, Ramsdale, in that game uh, yeah. from a, Har- a, a, Harvey, uh, a Harvey Barnes um, <laughs> header. Yeah. For, yeah, point blank, like you said. Um, yeah. like Rogers' deadly. reaction to that was brilliant, yeah. did you see it? Yeah, it was good. Just turned around, wow. Mm. <laughs> Celebrate and then realised I hadn't gone in. Cracking reaction. And um, Lacazette scored a peno, but it was a beautiful peno. Yeah. Just slotted it he- away. Um, we've seen an awful lot of good penalties recently. Yeah, an awful lot. Of them. Yeah, and I don't I, like. It's something that you should have won. We like fair enough given out about um, in the the cup final a couple of weeks ago. Jorginho and Salah wanting to take late penalties and a biting one of them in the arse. Possibly could have ended up biting yeah. two in the arse. You, you wouldn't really know in the, in the long run, but you need your your a quality penalty taker in in the Premier League, especially with the amount of penalties that's been going recently with the handball. Yeah. But yeah, so Arsenal, um, massive favourites now, obviously for fourth. Yeah, um, and hopefully pushing for third, get Chelsea out of there. Yeah, well, let Arsenal get third and United get fourth. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wishful thinking, I think, Jake. As much as like, obviously, I want United to get fourth. If they were to miss out, and Arsenal got it, I think it would be good to see Arsenal back in the Champions League. Um. And play like with with the job Arteta's doing. Like uh, they reckon yeah. he had the Arsenal fans, especially the Arsenal fan TV and and all that kind of stuff. But but I think it will be good to see them back in there, um, because it's been a couple of years where they've been out of it, and obviously they were obviously they were part of the the big four for a long time, which has obviously changed yeah. a bit now. But we they're playing see. great football, so as to see more of them is not a bad thing. Yeah. I don't think they're they're re- Arteta has them playing. Proper old school, like nineties Arsenal, nineties two thousands Arsenal football that just flowing and scoring and just brilliant to watch. Yeah, unfortunately, sure. <laughs> we'll move on then. Um, yeah, we've got your last sixty. Well, would we call it a seventy-second summary or? Going by All it. right, just let's get on with it. Will we? <laughs> um, who have you got? Just because you picked it, just because you picked a shy game, you couldn't get more than forty seconds out. It doesn't mean we all have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going with Brentford and Burnley okay cool whenever you're ready then so Burnley were hoping to come away from Saturday's game away to Brentford with at least a point to drag themselves outside the relegation zone for the first time since November at the expense of Everton but the What Do We Know podcast curse struck again as Ivan Tony bagged a brace bringing his total for the last two league games to five Brentford started the stronger with Brian and Buemo blazing over after some pinball in the box and Christian Eriksen drawing a smart save from Nick Pope in the Burnley goal before Dwight McNeil found himself on the end of a Westwood cross but the Burnley winger's header was miles off target from just six yards out. Buemo had Burnley's hearts in mouths again just before half-time when a cross found him unmarked at the back post but a combination of Pope and Tarkowski denied the Brentford man despite the two finding the, this time finding the target. Brentford's dominance continued in the second half with the Janelt Heather looping just over the bar before a terrible back pass from Henry almost gifted Cornet a goal but the Burnley striker's tame shot was easily saved and soon after substitute Rodriguez's strike from distance winding its way at goal just to rebound off the bar. It was 85 minutes before the man of the moment struck his first of the day. Erickson uh, cross found Tony unmarked at the back post to head home back across goal from six yards. Tony was also taken down after a swift <laughs> Brentford break to win the penalty. He coolly slotted away two minutes <laughs> 2 0 win and worth it. I'm a bit over again. That was actually it. 10 seconds again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I could read it without 
bleh, bleh, <laughs> mixing up my words, I'd be grand. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and you could hear as you knew you were coming towards the end that you were you were trying to squeeze it in and then you were like, ah, fuck it, I'll just keep going. <laughs> I, I was flying and then there's one bit here where I crossed out one word to put in another word and that completely fucked me up. I just, I lost all train of thought. I forgot what I was doing. I just lost it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, massive win for Brentford. Huge, yeah, and needed. Yeah. Two wins in a row now, so. Yeah, almost puts them safe, you would, you would imagine. Very close, I'd say, yeah. And I know we've been obviously singing... No, it's not singing Ericsson's praise. It's just saying how good it is to see him back playing football and everything. He's been a yeah. he's been a massive difference. Across the peach. Yeah, he's. Ivan Tony did an interview afterwards, and the interviewer asked him how good that ball was, and Tony Bates just went, "We've we've learned to just expect quality. I just have to be in the right place to get on the end of it. Like yeah. it's it it sums up Ericsson to That's a T, it. and sums up why Brentford had a cracking bit of business to sign him. Yeah. That's all you want as a striker. Just know you have to be in the spot and the ball's going to come. Like, Yeah, yeah. Exactly, so... And it, like he was involved in the second goal as well, gave the ball off to Tony, who was storming forward yeah. and then got taken down, so... He just, he's just so calm and, and collected, which is hard to come by for a team in, in, the, in, yeah. in, in the relegation battle. Um, and another great penalty. Keeper dived the right way, but another yeah. great penalty. Absolutely buried, like... Don't know how he does it with them one-steps, but he's just... Just, just yeah. he, he just gets it right. It's it doesn't fill me with confidence any time he steps up, but he just he just gets it. Yeah, he's he's uh he's one of those that his manager said last week he's the best penalty taker in the world. Now I don't know if I'd agree with that, but he's he's definitely up there. The quality yeah. is there. Well, the manager obviously hasn't seen some Jay Hart penals. Moving swiftly on, what's the next game? <laughs> We're gonna go on to Brighton and Liverpool. Grand fuck another penalty. He's going to talk about it again. <laughs> Speaking uh, right, of penalty, win for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, two 0 good win. Uh, always tough. Uh, morning, uh, the early morning kickoff away, and against Brighton, against who Brighton, yeah. we we were saying we're playing quite well. Have fallen down the pecking order a little bit, and should have been, probably been down to ten men after the the, the keeper took Diaz yeah. out after the header. Okay, I can see. I don't see how. It wasn't red. Well, I was going to say, I can see why it, it wasn't given, but there's absolutely no way you could argue argue if it was given, it was. you know. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe... Like, he caught him with his arm and his leg. Yeah. He was ki- killing the chap. Like, may, like, this shouldn't have any any like bearing on the decision, but I think it might have was the fact that the ball went straight into the goal. And they were like... Yeah. You know, it, it shouldn't have mattered, but I think it might have had a part to play in in why they didn't give the red. And then, like yeah. it would have been, Didn't they could have given a yellow, but you can't give a yellow for a VAR decision. They can only look at whether they're going to give a red or not. So, yeah, it was it was rash. Like the keep was never getting there. No, but very brave. It, boy, the ball was traveling that fast. By Diaz, yeah. definitely. But the ball was traveling that fast. He was never going to get to it and control it. it was always going to be a header. The keeper just needs to yeah. kind of consider that in his movement. And he ju- he went out all gun- and. If he'd, have, if he'd have run out a step to the left, he'd have probably got there and cut out the ball. The fact that he ran out the opposite side of the ball to the player and then took him out, just I just don't understand how it was. He did look more. He, he was last. He, he did look more like he was running at the player as opposed to the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously Diaz nicked nicked it away from him as well. Anyway, but but yeah, luckily he wasn't badly injured. It could have been a no. lot worse than he was it down was. for a while. Yeah. But he's yeah, a he, he's been a cracking. He's a hardy little fucker. He is. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
who yeah. is good, right? Like I said, Christ keeper that size coming out and yeah, gulling you, and you're 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 up no, after a few be, minutes. Like there'll be plenty. Of, like oh, I'd go as far as saying nearly eighty percent of the, the strikers in the whole league would have backed out of that. You yeah. know, with the size of him, he he, there's yeah. no way he was backing out. Like. And apparently Liverpool only put in. We're waiting for him for the summer. They only put in a bid because Spurs were showing interest, and we're looking at putting in oh, a bid. Really? Only heard that during the week. Yeah, I heard that during the week. Now I don't know how much Stahl is in it, but if that was the case, then it could have made it. It could be making a big difference to Liverpool's yeah. title charge. Well, that's it. Like if not they, that there's much of a charge, but still, well, like if they do go on to win the league or even the Champions League, I think he'll have a massive part to play in a, in a lot of the games. Yeah. So it will have worked out very well for them. Yeah, he won't be just a bit part yeah, player anyway. Definitely. But yeah, Liverpool obviously doing what what needs to be done. Brighton now. That's yeah. five losses in a row now. Um, they've completely fallen yeah. off. But look, safe enough. Not really going to be in any trouble of relegation, I don't yeah. think. So, they're look like you said, early holidays is probably... I don't know if, if... We said a couple of weeks ago they probably should be pushing for uh, European football. Look, we'll leave them at it. Let them see if they want to do that next year. Yeah. They can keep progressing. Yeah, Liverpool put the pressure on, pressure on City, who play Monday night. Um, yeah. So yeah, way to Palace, and then which we'll we'll do a little prediction on at the end, and then they have they play their game in hand um on Wednesday and against Arsenal. Yeah, that could be so a good game. The two informed teams yeah. come head to head, so that'll be if if City can win. Like I think this is a this week is a massive week. I think in the the title race. With Liverpool playing their game in hand and it being against an informed Arsenal, so if City could, yeah, if City were to win against Palace and Liverpool don't beat Arsenal, obviously Liverpool and City still play each other. But I think that might really be the the start to the end for yeah. huge Liverpool. ramifications for the everyone in the top four in that fixture. Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea could be under pressure with with Arsenal beating Liverpool. Liverpool could be pushing themselves out with the title race. There's ramifications for everybody yeah. at the minute in that. But yeah, other than a Salapeno and a Danny Welbeck, point blank save by Allison, not a huge not amount of else. Yeah. No. So we move on to your second uh, 60 second summary. Who are you going with? Um, I've got Southampton and Wofford. Right, whenever you're ready. Okay, so Southampton on a bit of a dip recently and Wofford on a bit of a dip all season, really. Um, even with Southampton's recent form, you'd still expect them to beat Wofford. But now Wofford actually get a 2-1 win and give themselves a glimmer of hope of survival. Southampton started poorly and a sequence of very soft passes around their back line led to Wofford's first goal. Bednarak with a slow pass to Forrester. Forrester with a slow pass back to him, which was nearly in- intercepted. Then Bednarak with a, a slower pass to Salasu, who then hit an even slower pass to Forrester, which didn't even make it to him. And Cuco Hernandez nips in, takes it around the keeper and finishes from a tight angle. This was a sign of how Southampton would play throughout the first half and on the 34th minute found themselves two down after a nice volley again by Hernandez. Oh, page. Southampton did manage to pull the goal back before half time when El Unusi got onto the end of a Ward Prowse cross. Shea Adams also forced a save from Foster at the end. But fuck it, we'll go 70 seconds. Um, <laughs> but um, Watford were the only team that actually looked like more likely to extend their lead as opposed to Southampton getting it level. Boom. 75. We'll call, <laughs> we'll, we'll call it a draw, I suppose. <laughs> I actually have it on my on me, on me page here. Um, and 
it's the only page that I actually have something written on the front and the back. And I got to the part where I had to turn my page, like where there was nothing left on my page. I was like, what's going on? It's like, oh shit, it's on the back of my page. <laughs> <laughs> so that threw me. Like, like you, where you had something scribbled out and it threw you. That, <laughs> yeah. that threw me. The little things. <laughs> the little things. But yeah, three sloppy goals in that game. Very sloppy goals. Yeah, they're all, they're all sloppy. But that fourth goal that Southampton yeah, like horrendous oh, they just when when the first kind of two or three slow passes went you should have just got rid of it you know yeah, just hoof it out it's 10 minutes into the game yeah. like you know early on just hoof it every pass was five yards yeah. short and then it, like so they got what they deserved like but um yeah but yeah it was as I said it was a sign of how they were going to go on if you start the game badly like that it's hard to kind of get going then yeah and look I, from the sound of things and from what I saw, Watford were worth the win. Southampton just, after having had quite a good run recently, just weren't at the races. So Yeah, they've dropped off a bit now. Um, yeah. And Watford, yeah, got a, a win out of nowhere. So they're still not completely Keeping out of it. Keeping their chances yeah, alive. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, there's not, with Norwich gone, there's four teams above them that are in trouble for two places. Yeah. So we'll wait and see how that turns out in the next couple of weeks. Um, but we might move on to our last review of the week, which is West Ham and Villa. Yeah, good game. Um, Decent game, yeah. yeah. Uh, 2-1 to West Ham, of course. I thought Villa were probably the better team for 70 minutes until yeah. West Ham scored their first goal and then they kind of took control. Yeah, similar to the Leeds game last week where they, again, it was a Leicester where they did a stack of chances and just didn't put any way and end up losing. Yeah. Uh, they they just they should have had I mean I think Coutinho had two or three efforts Ramsey had a couple of efforts um, but then 70 minutes Yarmolenko cracking feet to get the oh, ball out and, and finish it control with the right and finish with the left all in all in one move really yeah. beautiful it was and then obviously Class. there was a, and the, then, the celebration with him being yeah, Ukrainian nice and, and he was obviously brought to tears with the, the fans it was Sad to see, yeah. also nice to see, like, you know, sad because of, we you know, the situation. Yeah, nice to see the support. Nice to see sad the support. Sad to see it had to yeah, happen, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and Declan Rice, once again, was supreme for West Ham. Yeah. He's just, he's a class, like, at his age, being captain of a team like that, playing as well as they are, playing as well as he is, and as consistently as he is, he's not going to be at West Ham through the summer, is he? No, nah, I don't think so. It's just where he's going to end up. Because there was, obviously, talk at Chelsea. He's not going to City or Liverpool. Um, well, he's not going to Chelsea. Now. That's what I was going to say. So <laughs> yeah. um, it'll be interesting. Obviously, the only other team at the moment being linked was United. But whether yeah. he goes to but them, there's outside of England well, as well. So. Whether he's United will depend on whether they're in the Champions League as well. So, but he was good for the the goal. Um, he won the ball yeah. back, but and, and like he ran, yeah, he, he ran the, yeah. the length of pitch. I thought it was poor defending though. He did get past too easily, um, albeit good feet, like you said. But once he kind of got into yeah. the final third, he played the the right pass. Yeah, everyone was running away from trying to keep yeah. with the with their runners, and he just had acres yeah. of space. But yeah, he's I, I I think he's a very English style player. I don't think his style of play would suit maybe a Spanish league or an Italian league or the French league as well as it suits the English. He's very no nonsense kind of that old school kind of midfielder yeah. role that. That the likes of Keane or Vieira would have would have played in before. No flair. Even McAlealy time kind of, like yeah, just thing, yeah. Got honest, straightforward, and that's that. Like now, he, not to say he can't hit a volley from thirty yards, but he's he just seems to be less the 
Bus gets more the McAlaney's yeah, role, I suppose. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And then obviously Ramsey got a, a late goal to make a 2 1. Pretty really only a consolation. Finish, good, good finish, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Big win for West Ham. Stay as well in, in touching distance of their race for top yeah. four. But, but again, very little to talk about on that. So Yeah, we'll shall move on then. We've kind of covered it there. The last bit then is just Palace and City. As always, we, we record this before the Monday night game. So. By the time this yeah. goes out, we will use will know the result. We will not have so. Um, what do you think? Yeah, we we were well. We'd last just gone back on what we did last week. You called the draw. I called the, oh, the yeah. two one win. I I I don't think either of us are right. I think I was a little closer, but you were closer. Um, yeah. The five nil to yeah, wasn't the, it? Five. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm I'm going to call. I think probably a three one win to City on this. I think Palace will probably score him and the likes of Zaha and Gallagher yeah. will probably cause him a few problems going going forward. I think tough place to go on, on a Monday night Palace. I, I, I think back to obviously the, the big bottle job of Liverpool many years ago under Brendan Rodgers when they were 3-0 up, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. They drew 3 all. I think that yeah. was actually a Monday night game as well. Now, I don't think there'll be an upset like that, but I, I do think it might be tough. I think City will, will probably win, but I, I'll go 2-1 to City. So we're we're all calling a city win. Just the the margin of the win is is all we're, we're really yeah. querying, and we both seem to think Palace will score. So that's yeah. So that's what we think. So that's not what not not what's going to happen then. Yeah, we should pro- we'll throw up a poll on the Instagram to see what you think in the meantime, and we'll although yeah, it's well, probably we, a bit late we, now. We, it's it's a bit too late now because we <laughs> yeah. usually record on a Sunday night, um. So that would have given the time, but we didn't get. We yeah. we, we had um. Other plans, life so, yeah, life the, way, the way. So we're recording now on Monday at seven o'clock. So the game is just about to kick off. So there wouldn't be enough time to yeah. put up that poll. <laughs> yeah, I'm too used to the Sunday night recording. I thought we were still on Sunday. Yeah. But sure, look, um, we'll leave it at that. I think we've another another nearly hour long episode for everyone having having got through. So yeah. we hit 500 listeners there last week. Well, 500 listens. So just to say to everyone that has been listening that we appreciate it. Um, and hopefully we can hit a thousand in less than thirty-two. I suppose if sixteen got us to five hundred, yeah, that's the aim. Yeah. So that's it then for episode seventeen. Thanks, Emil, as always for listening. Don't forget to like, follow, rate, and review on all the platforms. And um, there's some midweek games this week. Then FA Cup next weekend, followed by the dreaded international break. So yay! <laughs> so we'll do something <laughs> different on them weekends. Um. But no doubt we'll still talk a load of shite. For a change. Yeah. But thanks again. And as we always say, what What do do we know? know?